Morning, Jarvis. Good morning, Commander. How we doing? The ship's systems have been checked and are okay. Have I got any emails? Yes, two. What's the first email? From Alvin DeFear. Grr woof woof grr. Translating, please wait. Is Thursday's Studio 5 recording completed? What's the second one? From M. Stryker. Sorry Ventura, but I am unable to meet with you this weekend. Something has come up. We'll talk to you next month. Okay, back to the main menu. Uh, can you get the latest edition of the Hot Orbital Radio News Digest? Thanks. Right, play it when you have it. Please wait. Searching. Searching. Found. Loading. Now playing. Hutton Orbital Radio apologises for the change of presenters tonight. The usual radio crew have been gagged and sellotaped to the ceiling of the pop-up studio on the naughty step in LHS 340 for behaviour unbecoming a trucker. Flossie's in charge tonight and she's not sorry. She's not sorry at all. Our mics are live. Good evening everyone and welcome to the Naughty Step. The rest of the team have been very naughty and I've decided that I'm in charge this week. Joining me in the studio, I've got a new presenter, Commander Amelia. We're going to be showing them how it should be done properly. Good evening Amelia. Good evening Flossie, it's great to be here. I brought a spare roll of duct tape just in case they misbehave and I can see you've got a heavy pan to hand just in case of emergency. And we're having none of that innuendo tonight either. No Rudolf hookers, no dick chafing, and a total ban on Harry, Harry Balzacs. And those snuckers are right out. Um, I allowed to talk. Only if you're good, and that goes for you too, too. Yes, ma'am. Best behaviour, ma'am. Hang on a minute. I've got to talk about the thing, you know. The thing. How am I supposed to say the thing without getting panned over the head? I'm sure you'll manage. Right, Mr Ventura, your bong, please. How are you allowed to talk about bongs when I can't talk about the thing? Do you do you want me to sort this one? Go ahead. New creature risk for Galaxy as Dash's dastardly Don does a Dr Moreau. Drag, drag, slagged as gank tanks shoot blanks. Thargs double dealing dealt a devastating downgrade. Sneak Peter to leak causes mighty reek. Cargo loading on go slow after dockers no show. Emissions boost as laser surgery chops bigger chunks. Latest 50-60 attempt to break the team again with long list of places that are totally fu- Um, in trouble. Who wrote that? You're in big trouble. That man there. Yes, he's telling us what not to do. Norma, 
Sorry, Flossie. She's using her initiative. The Pilots Federation, fresh from announcing their latest raft of interface updates, new shipboard systems and pilot proving grounds, have announced the creation of a new permit-locked system. Known to be the new hideout of the dastardly Don Antonacci of Wolf 359. Or at least it was until we stole it off him for being a salty Kamora boss. The new system, currently undiscovered in the galaxy and rumoured to also be the location of Raxler, is said to contain three named worlds. Jurassic, Zoo and Coaster. The first planet, the site of all his genetic experimentation, is said to house fearsome creatures from Earth's past, characterised by big, sharp, pointy teeth, or long necks, or armoured bodies, and of course flatulence that keeps the planet's atmosphere in a permanent state of tropical temperature. The second is his personal petting zoo, complete with fauna and flora from the 20th century Earth, we won't mention the 21st century as most of it died eating discarded fast food straws and the remainder was hunted to extinction by trophy hunters. Except the squirrels as there were rumours that they were the driving force behind World War III. The final planet is his own personal fairground complete with plastic pirates dodgily coloured... Color <clears throat> I've tripped myself up there. Plastic pirates, dodgily coloured shakes, and an android population programmed to walk around and around and around and actually enjoy queuing up, ready to be made to vomit. His idea of paradise. There are concerns that his chosen shipping firm, the Barnard Star Dockers, might be the source of some significant troubles as due to a combination of poor record keeping and delivery skills that would make even Amazon parcel delivery staff blush, it's very likely indeed that the odd misdelivered parcel might happen. Of course, the label through the Don's door will always say handed to householder, even if they just lobbed it over the fence. The concerns surround whether the drama llamas of Planet Zoo are in danger from marauding tyrannosaurs, the rhinos discovering that they are less horny than the creature put in the pen with them by a count of two, and whether Chief Beef is next in line for a mighty mauling, and of course, whether the dude who walks around in the dinosaur costume is due for an unplanned, forced fornication by a passing brontosaur. For the time being, David Brubin of the Barnard Star Dockers is confident that the parcels will be on time, nothing will be signed for by a neighbour, and besides, the parcels will be in the right system, and you can always just knock on next door and ask for your Velociraptor back. As the Australian Hops team would say, Strathium Armus, mate, it's a good thing the system permit's locked, or the galaxy would be overrun by creatures that want to kill you. To be fair, that's a bit like Oz. With their latest shipboard updates, the Pilots' Federation licensed a new and quite deadly weapon on the galaxy. The engineer-upgraded special-effect Frag Dragonbrag belt-fed munition rack. This upgraded weaponry has, or had, but and more on that later, the effect of de-seeding and thoroughly coring your thrusters, pipping your pips at the post and having fewer boosts than the local top shop half an hour after the end of school. Yes. The Salty Pirates of the Galaxy were on the verge of being renamed 
anchor ganker I now watch it. I was I was going to say anchor ganker cankers. No, you weren't. You said a word. I heard you. Ow! Sorry. Anyway, after the weapon was banned across the galaxy as a bit of a drag for truckers everywhere wanting to boost their way out of trouble on the double and wake away from harm's way, pirates have been as salty as the anchovies on Brett Riverboat's pizzas as their latest yankum and gankum tactic was stopped dead in its tracks, unlike their prey. More about weapons coming up. Scientists and boffins working for Dr. R. Cannon of Cannon Interstellar have been working hard at trying to save the galaxy from Fargoids. In an operation parallel to those of both Aegis and Ramta, they've discovered a sin signal hidden in short-range communications that uses nearby ships as multipliers, magnifying their message many-fold, and at a resonant witch space and frameshift frequency that caused wings to experience ever more deadly damage. Without needing to see ships in dry dock, the Doctor has been able to propagate his updated software to all ships in the galaxy, rendering Tharg's secret signal weapon no more dangerous than a bedtime story on CBBS. This, unfortunately, as with many choices by Canon, has had the unintentional side effect of actually multiplying the damage on Scarab planetary vehicles causing wings of them to have armor more akin to soggy toilet paper than the rock-proof, shock-proof, and most importantly, geezer-proof alloy normally fitted. Surface pilots are strongly recommended to do it at their own, and definitely not with other people, for fear of spreading this SRV STD, or Scarab Transmitted Destruction, any further. There was a major emergency declared last weekend after reports of a leak, the size of which could have overwhelming consequences on the galaxy. Yes, with the first Friday of the month fast approaching and with it the hook and mug meat, the pipework connecting Cubicle 3 to the emergency mega flush, please don't activate this ever if you're seated on the pan. Simuth did once and he's never quite been the right way since. Has broken. The resulting effluent wash and dangerous emissions have threatened to overwhelm the man with the mop and has caused the stink, the likes of which hasn't been seen since the Galnet forums heard about the weapons mentioned earlier. It didn't help that Wilma Pythonfit, fresh from ECM on Sol, left the door open and the leak escaped into the station interior. We're glad to confirm that after the application of the emergency Mop and Bucket Man mop, the bucket kit, and rather a lot of kitchen towel, plus a number of large fire hoses and a sucky thing, the situation is returning to normal, with pine fresh dangly things being stolen from passing ships to mask the nose hair curling and possibly mods causing fumes. For the time being, pilots arriving at Hutton are to avoid, unlike a certain reporter from PC Gamer magazine, causing a stink at Hutton and instead use their shipboard systems before docking, as we wouldn't want it to become a dingy backwater full of, well, dingy backwater. And here you were thought it would be talking about an entirely different kind of leak. But Flossie wouldn't let us. You're right, I wouldn't. Now get back to scrubbing. I want to be able to eat my dinner off that pan when you're done. It's not a good week for Bernard Star Dockers. The Pilots' Federation upgrade contained a sneaky little bit of code to help them in their loading, unloading, and loading again of cargo at their favourite station, 
in Hutton space. Unbeknownst to them, they uploaded it to the galactic server room instead of Reuben's laptop, and ships throughout the galaxy have been reporting a rash of SRI. No, not Star Citizen. The kind you get when vigorously doing the same motion over and over again with your hand. Um, yes, even their code has mods. The commodity market, despite the upgrades that tell you the grass is greener somewhere, in fact, everywhere else in the vicinity, has had a one-button glitch that leaves the pilots loading their ship by tapping the Just One More Please icon in fast succession. A bit like an ECM gamer at the retro console. The resultant machine gun staccato, very similar to pilots mashing F5 until the patch notes appear, doesn't appear to have bothered Sidewander pilots much. But for owners of cutters, and of course our favourite, the Lacon Space Cow Type 9, the hammering away has caused cramped strain and overly sized arm muscles to develop in the most unsightly fashion. Though not all uncommon in supporters of Ailing Deval. The good news is that the software glitch is likely to be patched away in the next week and pilots can once again take on a full load at will. With engineering at a premium, and premium materials for engineering rarer than cells of ECM systems for ships, pilots have for months been raging at the inability of pirates and dastardly do-wrongs to do right and shoot ships properly. Yes, the destructive power of their fully operational space stations okay, they're ships, but that sounded much more impressive, has been such that the little bits left over when blowing up something have not been fit to pick and fit to ships. Yes, the absence of high-grade signal sources, the kinds of locations where you can scoop the bits and bobs that turn your bucket of bolts into a long-range, death-dealing, star-scooping thrust machine, has caused happiness only in the bank balances of the material traders of the galaxy. With the drag frag nerf, the double-dealing ship-peeling thargoid damage reduction also... <clears throat> I'm going to start that sentence again. With the drag frag nerf, the double-dealing ship-peeling thargoid damage reduction also comes some precision engineering to turrets, gimbals and stabilizers on ship weaponry. Or at least it does on everyone else's ships, meaning the stuff they smash is left in slightly more usable bits. Yes, the high-grade signal source is back. Limpets throughout the galaxy gave a collective cheer as, instead of sitting bored in their racks, they can get out there and do their thing, collecting military supercapacitors, improvised components and proto-heat radiators with wild abandon, shortly before, of course, being abandoned. Such is the lot in life of a limpet. Truckers, Ancients 5060 reporting in once more with the latest intel from Canon Research on the Thargoids. It's been a good week for humanity, Truckers, with the recent news that the Thargoids took a one-week holiday and gave the bubble a chance to catch its breath. Yay! Furthermore, the return of many truckers from their gathering on Earth has the Thargoids concerned that their holiday was ill-advised and has given humanity a chance to fight back. Yay us! As a result, the Thargoids are maintaining their many incursions, which means that thankfully none of you have to listen to a long list again. And I don't have to say it. While on Earth, some truckers, led by one Dead Meat GF, 
managed to steal a Sidewinder in the hopes of setting a new record for the most number of people in a Sidewinder to fly the Hutton Orbital on a single tank of fuel. In true trucker fashion, Dead Meat GF and company managed to upset Federation security forces, which resulted in a rather short-lived flight, followed by a pursuit on foot by the authorities. <laughs> this led to our wanted truckers accidentally breaking into Aegis headquarters in an attempt to lose their pursuers. However, a run-in with Aegis security led to our fellow truckers locking themselves in a server room. In a moment of frustration while trying to figure out their next move, one of the truckers kicked one of the servers, bringing back online the Eagle Eye Network. Wasn't that lucky? As a result, Boffins at Cannon were able to determine that this week's targets are Hip 16348, Machitaka, 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 Humanity needs your help to keep up the fight against the bugs. Keep an eye out for hoarders from Hacks Command to engage the enemy and good luck out there for the bug! As both of you who were listening last week will know, the news was very exciting. And with that excitement, we have the inevitable expansion. <coughs> Although we're not expanding in George's pants, the sensation is much the same, and the target is still to insert ourselves into Hag Hole. <coughs> Ow. After what seems after what sees an age of gently stroking, carefully tweaking, and vigorously manipulating, this elderly faction is finally ready to burst forth and unleash Elvin's greatness over a new system. Lou, stop it. What? The innuendo. I'm just recapping last week's news. Anyway, the main focus of our attention, Leuton 151-141, is still far too engorged, so we need to stop fooling around with it till nature takes its course and it shrivels of its own accord. Lou, if you don't stop right now, I'm taking the collar off the Mormon box spaniel. Uh, the... Uh... <sighs> Ah, Alvin's record collection, and for those a little hard of thinking, the two LPs, need to drop, and so does Trepping. The only system with the faction vaguely close to us is Epsilon Indy, but with influence there as likely to move as a... Careful! Ooh! A sidewind in a T9's mass lock. No cause for alarm. We have wars in Avic and Hill Passy. But as we don't care about them or want to be there, please don't be tempted to go and fight for Alvin there. If you need some pew-pew, then there are pirates to fend off in Van Marn and Star, and Thargoids to push back from our borders. As always, there's basically nothing going on in Colonia. Just potter around making money or exploring, and keep boosting tier until something happens. Now, 
over to my wonderful, although rather scarier than usual, Norma. Sorry, sorry boss, I mean Flossie. Never let it be said that I have not got any initiative. Except this week, of course, when as well as having no community goals, we've not been allowed to find anything out about the Interstellar Initiative. So, this week's Totally Trucker Goals. The Hutton Truckers Cooperative have requested new trophies for the cabinet at the Orbital. To achieve this, Alvin is calling for combat bonds, bounties and Thargoid scalps to be delivered to any station you feel like, but the Hutton ones might be nice. The initiative began a while back, but as there are only six days left before they announced the winners, and we've not yet reached the top tier, there's still plenty of time. In the parallel initiative, Team Hotbox commanders are requested to hone their fighting skills by participating in CQC tournaments and one versus one engagements. Rewards for your efforts will include a nice trophy for your dashboard to sit alongside the bobble noggin brave and doobery that you've got there already and of course you're allowed to keep whatever cash you make in the process. The initiative will end on the 1st of May and definitely won't be finishing early as it does. It means someone else might pinch the trophy and we can't be having that. And that's it from me this week. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons. Plus me daughters at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> well, now it's time to take a look at how all the pilots out there view each other. Uh, Flossie's lined them all up, so take it away. A look down on the competent pilot because A, I'm an elite pilot and I never use any form of pilot assist. I look up to the elite pilot, but I look down on the harmless pilot. Because I am a competent pilot, I use flight assist. I know my place. I look up to competent pilot, but not as much as I look up to elite pilot. I am a harmless pilot. A. Always boost in and out of the letterbox. <laughs> I am good at piloting, but I sometimes get destroyed by the station. So then I look up to the competent pilot. I stick to the speed limit. I never turn off flight assist. But I don't use as much assistance as the harmless pilot. I know my place. I look up to them both. As I'm just starting out, I need all the help I can get. I use advanced docking computer. I could look down on other pilots for being flash, but I don't. We all know our place, but what do we get out of it? I've got lots of free time for coffee. I get a sense of superiority over the harmless pilot, but a sense of inferiority from the elite pilot. A get us fine for speeding. 
Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa, sounds like you've got a case of space madness. What you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Want to be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go. Gee, thanks, mister. No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, typhism, and spontaneous target face. He's only a drug causing agonizing pain to the radio team. Flossie's here to answer a few of your most pointy questions and in her own way. Oh God, help. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. Hello everyone, it's that part of the show which we all enjoy, Flossie's Agony Aunt. Now, last week we had some complaints because we didn't have many questions and answers. That was because most of your questions were filthy and not the kind of thing that Flossie wants to see, so she tells me. So today, here's our... Oh, uh, what, what did I do wrong that time? Oh, I suppose I did it wrong. Never mind. This week, we've got nice, clean, proper questions. And here we go. Our first question tonight, Flossie. It comes from a Commander Galmidden. When I'm flying missions for Hutton, I keep hearing voices in my headset. Sometimes they say nice things, but mostly they don't. It only ever happens when my TeamSpeak module is activated. What should I do? Uninstall Skiplat, and afterwards, I recommend doing a virus check and deleting anything with Mr. Shouty's name on it. And whatever you do, don't listen to the voices. They will only tell you to do bad things. Like turn your thrusters off when exiting a high-G world. Next, it's Claire Helen. I have not flown for a while and just noticed the gin bar on the Corvette is empty. I have not used it since I did that hut and run in it with Cecil. Is it possible I could have a stowaway on board? Unfortunately, it's not just Cecil who seems to enjoy the Centauri Mega Gin. I've been known to have a tipple myself. And we hear that Draxor, when pressed, isn't entirely adverse to the odd bottle. My recommendation is to buy a bigger padlock or one of those lovely little hip flasks that Lithobreaker makes. Following that insight, we're over to a certain Entarius Fusion. And there's a question from Commander Swiggles McBubblebutt. I was inspecting my cargo <laughs> and noticed a crack in one of my food cartridge containers. Its use by date is soon, and I'm heading to a station to sell the cargo. 
Do I report it and take the loss or just mix it in and let them deal with it? I'm not sure that's your real name. In fact, I'm sure that I'm not sure. However, anonymity is important here and your crack is certainly a big issue. You'll find that it's best before date and in that case, as long as you don't mind the order, no one else will either. And besides, it has to go through decontamination on arrival and so it will be perfectly safe to eat. At least after you scrape the mould off. We do have a question from one commander, Asylum. But on reading it out loud, I realised you were being naughty and I'm not falling for that one again. That's it, it from us this week. We understand that you're getting your initiative back next week, so everyone will have to stay in agony until things calm down again. Nurse Wyeth is always ready with the rubber gloves and a torch for those who can't wait. Thank you, Commander Flossie. Thanks for the warning. But I can read. Space, these guys are going to gank me. Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilots, you will surrender your craft to us or face destruction. Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh, yeah? What's that? Break. Now I've got you. One down, one to go. Alert. Is eight pod alarm? The commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pod? Um, how about no? Alert. Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations. Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com or slash Escape Velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Radio Theatre Workshop. Incoming message from Hack Tom. Are, are we transmitting? Okay. Truckers, Hackswing Mobile HQ at Cartwright Terminal was attacked today by Thargoid forces. We are currently evacuating to another orbital in OU Geminorum. This week's orders are to keep up the push on Thark right here in OU Gem. We're obviously making the bugs scared to get our HQ attacked like this, and their presence in the system has been steadily dropping through the week, so let's finish them off. And if we can get Thark pushed out before next Thark Day, we will shift operations to Bad Badges to help the Galactic Rangers finally push Thark out of that system as well. Okay, truckers, mount up. Fight hard and defend the mug. And Axcom transmission. On the far side of the bubble. On the dark side of an airless moon. 
on the slightly more interesting side of a ravine. There lived the Engineer. The Engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabate, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wabagom, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat, noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squat, hooma hooma nooka nooka wappa wappa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister! You're in the wrong commercial! Well, shit! Fish, because, you know, space! Galnet News Digest, 25th of April, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the ghost in the cart. Aegis buddies up with Guardian Tech Wizard. Keeping it in the family. Project Zoom. The ghost in the cart. Commanders throughout the galaxy have been reporting unexplained ship malfunctions this week. Problems include modules randomly changing power priority, so you can never be sure if it's your AFMU or your thrusters that are going to lose power when you deploy your hardpoints. Shields that turn themselves back on after you explicitly turn them off. And a heads-up display that starts flickering. Ship manufacturers working together have come up with the theory that these problems may all be linked to the use of drag munition enhanced weaponry, and that other less common effects may include the inability to boost, the ship's display randomly switching to mirror image, and the yaw and pitch controls becoming reversed, as well as random power-ups that make the ship move at three times normal speed. A junior spokesperson for Zorgan Peterson suggested it might be possible to make a racing game using some of these random effects. However, the Pilots' Federation has insisted that the faulty software be withdrawn, pending a fix. Aegis buddies up with Guardian Tech Wizard. Aegis Research is planning a campaign to develop improved anti-Thargoid technology after announcing its partnership with engineer Ram Tar. The Bridging the Gap initiative will seek to retrieve further key information about the technology of the extinct Guardian race to allow Tar to design better weaponry, which Aegis can then manufacture for distribution through technology brokers. It is believed that Aegis may be seeking to charter a megaship to allow key Guardian sites to be visited by as many archaeologists of technology as possible. 
Lilith Galloway of Aegis was keen to emphasise that existing weaponry and technology, such as the Guardian fighters, will still be available through their current channels. While Ramtar declared himself delighted with the investment money he's received from Aegis. Keeping it in the family. Cousins Hadrian and Ashling Duval have confirmed that they are now on first-name terms, having signed a non-aggression pact. They're now getting to know each other a bit better before deciding whether they should become allies. Ashling has apparently asked Hadrian to consider carefully whether it's really necessary to march his remaining troops through the streets of Paresa quite so often and whether he might like to reconsider his isolationist stance. But she's completely with him on the overthrowing that old windbag Arissa bit. What we really need in the Empire right now is a bit of good old-fashioned civil war. Project Zoo The Pilots' Federation this week announced the next of a string of conservation projects. Working closely with the Federation, its aim is to preserve Earth's ancient history for future generations to enjoy. It has already worked on Project Jawbone to preserve prehistoric dinosaurs, and Project Vomit, which preserves an entire amusement park. The new Project Zoo sets out to preserve a Yorkshireman, with a penchant for Wensleydale cheese and his highly intelligent and helpful dog, together with a mastermind criminal penguin. Following that, the next project, Project Thomas, is expected to be a faithful recreation of the Earth's island of Sodor, complete with primitive self-propelled coal-powered locomotive engines with faces and personalities. At least one of these locomotives is believed to remain bricked up in a tunnel, and teams of archaeologists have been dispatched to find it. Finally, Project Zimmer will seek to preserve the original crew of the Lave Radio Orange Sidewinder, none of whom have seen recent active service, and who are believed to be living in retirement in a sanatorium in Northamptonshire and only wheeled out in their bath chairs once a year for a token appearance. The project will replace the original crew members with exact robotic simulacra, identical in every respect except for one. The robots will be interesting. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news, so you... Don't have to. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lake On Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, 
but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit, counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lacon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. And if you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as being Winnard's chair after a quiet night in. <laughs> so let that image burn itself into your brain, and let's get into our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander Quish Stormbringer has this week's lead with a bit over 38,700 light years jumped. Tearing up the Don's Pithy Pirates this week is Commander Terran 4295 with 37.1 million credits earned and accounted for. Is this a new name? <laughs> I don't recognize it. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Texas Stew with 284 mission points earned. But now that he's back in his original full-time job, I bet you he can't make top mission trucker again this week. Come on, bet me. All in cargo like a hunting trucker oughta. Commander Xena transported and sold roughly 55,000 tons this week. That ain't too shabby for a warrior princess, I reckon. Driving the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Still Chrissy hauled 1,579 passengers around the galaxy. Looks like he went from hauling repair supplies to hauling people. I had this girlfriend once, and I had to haul her away from the ice cream truck. First time I ever used a semi to haul the wide body. <laughs> Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Litho Breaker in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 9 seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of April was done by Commander Jenny B in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 36 seconds. That's pretty done close to Litho Breaker at just 13 seconds shy. 
If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, only ships in the galaxy will come with a spare bottle of gin just in case you happen to scoop up Draxor's escape pod. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger?